Hello, this is Nancy Ray, your host for the Rebel Haven podcast, a show designed to inspire, educate, and empower our community of entrepreneurs that think differently. For as in the words of the great and late Steve Jobs, the ones who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones that do. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. I have a dream that one day, it's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Hello and welcome, my fellow Rebels. This is your host, Nancy Ray, and today I have joining me Melissa Jackson, the commercial real estate extraordinaire. She's a published author, a public speaker, currently writing another book, and she has a really incredibly powerful story to share with you all today about kicking ass in the face of people diagnosing you and telling you what you can and can't do and facing the fear that maybe today could be your last day ever. So welcome, Melissa. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, I'm so excited. So, Melissa, first of all, could you just describe what it is that you've been diagnosed with and, and what that looks like? What does it actually mean? Yeah, so there's a couple of different ones. The primary one that can be fatal is called Chiari malformation. So what that is, is it means that your brain does not fit into your skull. So there's not really a treatment for it. The only thing that they can do is just do brain surgeries to try to remove part of your skull to make more room for the brain. And it's normally something like a lot of people you talk to have about, you know, 10 surgeries back to back to try to slow the progression is basically the the treatment plan with it. Um, creates a lot of similar symptoms to MS and lupus, neurologically wise. And the problem with it is, is not only is it extremely painful, but it also can be spontaneously fatal. Um, you can be doing fine one day and just not wake up the next. Wow. Spontaneously fatal. That's such an intense term. <laughs> spontaneously <laughs> fatal with like little to no ability to um, predict it and or prevent it. That's yeah, intense. exactly. There's only five neurosurgeons in the United States that really know what they're doing. And, you know, what's even more scary about that fact is four out of five of them wanted to do another brain surgery on me in 2016, and they were all wrong. And they're the top leading experts in the United States. Wow, that's like, intense. <laughs> really, yeah, really terrifying on that fact. They always say that you should never be the smartest person in the room. And sometimes when you go to doctor's office, you're the smartest one. And that's another layer well, <laughs> of terrifying. Yeah. Well, I truly believe like we're, we're the expert in our own um, experience, right? And they may be the yeah. expert in, in, in brain surgery, but they're not the expert on you for sure. So always taking yeah. our own intelligence and intuition into those meetings is everything. I love that. Absolutely. I love that. So talk to me then. How, how old are you, Melissa? Um, I just turned 29 yesterday. Well, happy birthday yesterday. Um, Thank you. This is a happy birthday podcast. So when did you first get this diagnosis that you could spontaneously die at any moment? Yeah, I got it three years ago, um, the beginning of 2015. So, I mean, I always knew there was something wrong. I always had terrible headaches. I always had, you know, what they called panic attacks, but it was most likely related to brainstem compression. So I never knew what was going on. Um, and then uh, I had a shoulder surgery in 2014 I thought would fix my headaches, and my headaches got a lot worse, and that's when they figured out what was the cause of it. 
Wow, that's intense. So tell me what that process was like in discovering and hearing that news. You know, it was really, really, really terrifying because a lot of the doctors, you know, they looked at me and um, they were like, well, you know, they were like, you're too young for this surgery. <laughs> that was basically the thing. And I'm like, I agree. Definitely too young to have this condition. But they were terrified on trying to treat it because there was a gal um, here locally that was 19 years old that um, had the same surgery and she had a family and she didn't come out of it. She didn't come out of it. So the doctors were very terrified on doing the surgery as a whole and really just looked at me and they're like, okay, well, it's not as painful as you think it is. So let's just try to, you know, manage this medications and all of that stuff. And, you know, it got to the point where I um, went to a chiropractor that it adjusted me incorrectly that caused the symptoms to get a lot worse because he actually twisted the base of my skull where the brain was um, hanging downwards. So I lost the ability to use my right hand for a couple of months while fighting these doctors that were like, we don't want to give you the surgery because of the risk of it. Um, and my feet curled up. I couldn't even remember how to get home, you know. So it was really terrifying fighting these doctors with barely being able to remember things. Wow. This is very terrifying. Yeah. So what have you, What I mean, how do you, how do you keep living? How have you faced that fear and what do you do with it? You know, it's, it's interesting, right? Because everyone, a lot of people think that if you are going to die, like if you look at retirement, like a lot of people have this animosity against going in and working, you know, going in and doing your job, going in and doing your career. And a lot of people just, you know, they think that the happiness is, you know, retiring and not having to go to work and not having to do these things. And with the amazingness that I was given is I don't have, you know, any financial backing to fall back on family wise, like completely self-made. So I had to keep working during all of this. Like I had 12 surgeries in 2016 to 2017 and I had to keep working, you know, and I basically even with working, I still lost everything, lost everything, you know, monetarily wise, you know, I gained a lot spiritually. And the biggest thing that I realized was the fact that if you find what your purpose is in life, your purpose as a whole, you don't need to go on vacation from it, number one. You can go and execute that purpose and that calling in every single aspect of your life. So that's how I continue to go on. I identified my purpose and my calling, and I said, I can do this in every aspect of life. I can do it when I'm in the hospital, you know, fighting with doctors or talking to my neighbors, you know, neighbor patients in the hospital. I can do it with my family. I can do it with my neighbors. I can do it when I'm at work. Like once you identify your purpose and your calling, it makes it so much easier to not hate where you are in your life. Mm-hmm. And that was the biggest thing that I figured out. Like, how do I execute this in every single aspect? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, and I know it's your podcast, so I have to watch my language. I would just be pissed off yeah. all the time. I would just be yeah. pissed and I had to go to work. Yeah. Well, and you can be totally explicit. We have explicitly categorized our podcast. So <laughs> not because we need to be, you know, using potty mouth, but because I want people to not feel the need to um, edit themselves, right? Like when mm-hmm. sometimes when you say the word fuck, it just really accurately describes the energetic uh <laughs> movement that you're trying to describe, right? Like that intensity. Yeah. So this is absolutely, this is so inspiring, Melissa. It's so incredibly beautiful. And this is, 
This is something I believe for a long, long time. It's time to retire the idea of retirement. <laughs> Absolutely. Retire the idea of retirement. If you are living your life in such a way that you can't wait to be done with it, there's a problem mm-hmm. there. And Absolutely. You mentioned when we were talking about this before we hit record that this diagnosis has been a gift to you. I would love to hear more about that. Yeah, so I mean, it was a big gift because we all one thing that we have tomorrow, right? We're like, tomorrow I'm going to get shaped. Tomorrow I'm not going to hate my job. Tomorrow I'm going to have that conversation with my family member, my significant other, my work colleague that I really, really need to talk about, you know, that's been bothering me for so many years. Like we always procrastinate for tomorrow. And once you realize that you are only given today, like, I could die spontaneously, but let's be honest, everyone's dying. Like, everyone can. Like, maybe my percentage is higher, but everyone can. It allows you to stop settling, one, for mediocrity in your life by not executing your dreams, and two, stop settling with things that are not making you happy. Like, I lost weight drastically. Why? Because I didn't like where I was at in my body. I worked harder than I ever did. Why? Because I want to fulfill and reach my highest and best potential. I stopped procrastinating and started executing. I love that. That is so badass. Well, the truth is like how many people could get that diagnosis and, and maybe, maybe you could speak to this. Maybe you had moments where you like considered the two paths, right? Like the one path being like, just give up. Like, just feel sorry for yourself. I mean, how easy would that be to do that? That would be, (laughs) and and so easy to justify inside your own head. And so many people would even be like, yeah, you know, of course. So Mm -hmm. talk to me, talk to me about that. Yeah, you know, and I definitely went through that 100, 120%. But every, I'm releasing a poetry book that's called Fork in the Road. And I wrote this poem called Fork in the Road years and years and years and years ago, because I believe Every single day, every decision, we're faced with a fork in the road where we can either be a victim, you know, or we can become the toxic person, or we can become the person that causes victims, that goes out there and hurts people, or we can find the beauty in it. And ultimately, you know, I hit that fork in the road, and I unfortunately took the wrong side on the fork in the road for a very long time. I was very depressed. I was, you know, very pissed off. I'd worked up to four jobs to put myself through college. I literally just turned 25 years old, old enough to get disability and life insurance, got diagnosed with this three months later before I, you know, got that. And no, I still can't get disability or life insurance. Like no one will give it to me until I don't have surgeries for five years. Like literally was, I was angry. I was extremely angry and I did go through that victimhood mentality. I did, but you have to evaluate and say, okay, you're in that fork in the road. Which decision are you going to make? Are you going to sit there and think that you're the only person going through this shit? Or are you going to actually realize that you can use this as a weapon for good? And that, you know, after I felt sorry for myself for a very long time, that was the decision that I was faced with. And it was the best decision that I've ever, you know, made. I am so incredibly impressed. I'm just celebrating you right now because that... That is not easy. So talk to me then, now that you truly have more than anyone that I've ever talked to, this YOLO, right? You only live once, this moment could be my last energy. How have you seen this transform the way that you engage with every day? Yeah, well, I mean, 
I was always a very one, you know, shy and self-criticizing person, you know, and always would like basically enable people for lack of a better term. Right. You know, I'd always believe that maybe I was wrong and I definitely could be, but I'd always, you know, not stick up for myself for lack of a better term. And once you realize that all of these doctors, if I would have followed their advice, I would have died like 10 times. (laughs) Let's keep it real. Once you realize that, doctors these highest paid surgeons literally if i would have taken their advice like i found the surgeon that treated me through youtube video like he was the one neurosurgeon out of the five that was not that did not almost do a second brain surgery that would have killed me and i went to him i said okay i think this is what's making it look like i need a second brain surgery i want to do this and he was like i 100 agree with you i think you're right i think if you do another brain surgery you're gonna die and I had a brain sur- second brain surgery booked. So without going into the details on that, realizing these top experts that have gone to school and college for so many years can be so wrong about your life made me really realize that I probably know what's best for me, that other people's criticism, expectations, limitations, and imposing belief system on me does not need to be applicable. And it really gave me the ability to believe in myself and what's right for me. And a huge confidence booster, really. That's massive. And that's everything. That's so huge. You know, I had um, not nearly as intense of an experience, but I hired a coach um, last fall into the spring, and I was paying her really good money, you know? And she's one of the top in the industry and so just... And when I first hired her, I had this commitment that I was like, I'm going to just like follow what she says. I'm so committed to change. I'm so committed to all of this happening. I'm just going to do what she says. And I just started going along and I kind of turned off my own intellect. I turned off my own intuition and was just following her blindly. And yeah, there came this moment when she, what she requested of me to do was so counter to that deep seated voice that I'd shoved down that I, yeah. I just, I couldn't do it. And the moment that that happened, I realized that no matter who it is, no matter mm-hmm. who it is, no matter how expert they are in their fields, no matter how, whatever, you know, how high up of a spiritual leader or whatever, we get to not, not give our power away to them. We get to hold Absolutely. on to that and, and follow that, that voice. That is freaking awesome. I love it. So what is next for you then, Melissa? What is your plan with life? Yeah. You know, my purpose as a whole is to show anybody and everybody that they can do anything that they put their minds to, regardless to other people's limitations, regardless to other people's expectations, and regardless to what other people tell you. And I found that purpose when I was about, you know, 14 years old and I was suicidal and I realized that I was going to execute. That was the first big fork in the road moment. So what I've been doing is repurposing that purpose and recycling and using that purpose. So altogether, I can't tell you exactly what that means for, you know, my calling as a whole. But right now, what that means is, you know, motivational speaking, helping people see their highest and best potential, um, using myself as a model and an example, not because I'm perfect, but because I'm imperfect. And I want to show that you could do anything regardless to how imperfect people are. So that's what I've been doing, releasing books, doing live streams, coaching programs to show people that if I can do it, if I can be 50% bedridden and I can actually now wake up at four o'clock in the morning and work seven days a week and just 
barely sleep and just kick ass all the time because I'm so in tune with what I'm doing that you can do it too. Like you can a hundred percent do it too. So that's what my purpose has been. That's what my calling has been as a whole. I love this so much. This has been so inspiring. So before we sign off, I would just, if there's any last minute thoughts um, that you would like to share with our audience, this is your moment. You know, all I, the biggest thing I just have to say is other people's expiration dates that maybe they try to put on you don't need to be applicable. Like you have greatness in you. There's nobody that's naturally just gifted. Like there's so many people that have this condition as well, you know, that are just kicking ass and making it happen, you know, going out there and making statements. So whether you have something similar, whether you're about to go through something similar, just know that you can take the challenges you go through and create light out of it. Yes. Create light out of it. That is beautiful. Okay, Melissa, if people are wanting to get in touch with you, what would be the best way to stay connected? So I've got a website. It's mjacksoninspire.com. Or you can just find me on Facebook or Instagram as well. My name's spelled real terribly. <laughs> it's M-A-L-L-I-S-A and Jackson. Only one it spells it that way is so if you type that in, I'm sure you'll find me. <laughs> All right. So um, MJ jackson inspires um, it, uh, just m jackson inspire is the website okay and then um if you want to find me on facebook you can just type in melissa m-a-l-l-i-s-a jackson you'll find me okay awesome well it has been an honor and a privilege to have you here melissa everyone who's listening in remember as always that whatever it is your dream whatever it is that is your vision it is yes absolutely possible